Recording in progress. Hey, this is Kayla Batterton with Kick-Ass Divorce Recovery, the podcast, and I am attempting my first uh, video recording of this for YouTube today so that my podcast is available both on all of, you know, the regular um, podcast options, if you will, Spotify, iTunes, those things, um, but also available on YouTube, right? So those of you who, you know, need to be able to maybe watch my face or see my facial expressions, I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's a thing, but for me, I enjoy watching people's facial expressions, right? You can now see me on video. Now, I will apologize because this is a first shot, and I can tell you right now, I already hate this camera quality, but we will get better, okay? Now, with that being said, today's topic is divorcing the divorce industry. And I'm going to tell you, I am really passionate about this. As a divorce coach, I find that there are teams of people um, in the divorce industry who benefit from your absolute misery, right? They benefit from your failure. Now, I don't like to qualify marriage as, or I should say divorce as failure, but when you're in the middle of it, it 100% feels like the most epic failure of most of our lives, right? And so it's particularly upsetting to me that there are entire industries dedicated to thriving off of your pain okay now let me go into a little bit more detail so i can kind of explain this further and you can you know decide you know where you stand on this particular perspective so for me um, engaging with women uh, specifically and men i work with men too from time to time um, who are going through their divorce there are often times where they will have lawyers or will have hired lawyers based off of recommendations from friends. And those recommendations are usually, this lawyer got me everything, right? Now, if you've spent any time with me, you know that the goal of the divorce is not to get you everything, right? Like you may have shared a life with someone, but you don't get to punish them the rest of their lives for having spent that time with them, right? Ideally, you don't want people to walk away from an experience with you especially a decade or more, right? Thinking that, uh, you know, you're literally the worst person in their lives, right? Because not only did your marriage go poorly, but then you took everything, right? You made their lives a living hell, right? And I know some of you are going to say, right, but he cheated, but he did this, this, and this, right? And you weren't perfect either, okay? And that's a whole nother podcast, which we can talk about, right? And I'm sure some of you are like, what the, right? <laughs> you're already out, but specifically lawyers are my least favorite of this group of people right and i actually did have a really good lawyer um, but looking back at it now i 100 percent feel like we could have done it without a lawyer right we could have 100 percent gotten the divorce done the paperwork process done it all without the lawyer involved and i think it would have been uh, honestly better because the lawyers stir up a lot of fear okay they stir up a lot of angst a lot of um scarcity right so if you're worried about going from two incomes to one as a household especially as a newly single mom you already have a tremendous amount of fear right you're already showing up with a tremendous amount of fear about what is your future going to look like how are you going to be able to do this by yourself right now i'm going to tell you that some lawyers not all but some will take advantage of the situation, 
okay? And, and again, I did not have this experience. I'm sorry, I keep hitting the mic. Um, I did not have this experience, but I have worked with a lot of women and men who, who um, did have this experience, right? Where the lawyers sowed additional and unnecessary hatred and discord between the two spouses, which ultimately caused the divorce to last longer, go to court, spend infinitely more time in court, become more embarrassing and more humiliating as more testimonies came forward and so forth, right? And ultimately, it did not serve anybody. Okay, now somebody may have ultimately walked out with more custody or more money one way or the other, but it doesn't serve everybody in the grand scheme of things, right? It just, it doesn't. And unfortunately, there are some professionals out there, right? Some lawyers, some psychotherapists, um, some counselors who take advantage of the fact that you are literally in the worst pain of your life, right? Or most people are in some variation of the worst pain of their life, right? And so with that being said, I always try to advise people from jumping on the idea of getting a lawyer too quickly, okay? So one, you, you, you need a minute, okay? You need a minute before you start hiring your team, right? And I call that uh, picking out your boots, right? Because you got to pick out your team, right? You got, we're about to walk through some shit. We need to figure out which boots we're going to wear, right? And, you know, I advise people to slow down. Okay, because lots of times you're angry, you're pissed off, and you're like, I just want to make this happen, right? And you think that that's the best case scenario. But when you are working out of anger and fear, okay, those are two emotions that do not serve you basically ever in a functional way, okay? I say ever. I think anger can work for you every once in a while, but for the most part, those two are not good states to make hard decisions out of, okay? So if you are right in the midst of it, if you literally just separated, you just, you know, walked out of each other's houses or whatever, right? Um, it might be beneficial to take a minute, okay? A minute to get clear about what the ultimate purpose of this divorce is and how you want to approach it. Now, I know you're like, isn't the purpose of the divorce to split up? Yes and no, okay? The purpose of the divorce, right? And you have to get clear about this because some people take their purpose of their divorce to, again, stick it to their ex-spouse, right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him. He's gonna, I'm going to take him for everything he's worth, right? That is a very common sentiment in the divorce industry, right? And you can find a lawyer who will happily help you do that and who will happily take your money in the process to help you do that, right? Now, again, I'm not shitting on all lawyers. I'm just saying that there are many out there who are not considering um, your best uh, scenario, right? They're considering their best scenario, specifically their wallet, right? So, sorry, I'm gonna grab a sip of coffee here. And so with that being said, it is important to take a minute and decide what is your purpose for this divorce, okay? Now, ideally, as you mature and grow, and I'm going to tell you when you're going through a divorce, there's very little parts of you that are mature. And I hate to say that, but when you're operating in fear and anger and scarcity and shame and sadness and grief, your maturity is not really showing up in the ways that we would like it to, right? It tends to, uh, unfortunately, go out the window pretty quickly as your emotions swing from one space to another, right? Because in one minute you can be raging and in the next minute you can be like, this is okay, it's acceptance, I've got this. And then you can go back to, you know, bargaining and denial, right? 
I heard someone the other day say, it was a divorce coach, it was another divorce coach, and she said, um, you know, we move through these different stages linearly, and I choked, like I choked, because I was like, I don't think you've gone through a divorce if you think that you move through the five stages of grief linearly. Like that is not how it works. You, you literally can be in acceptance on a Tuesday, and on Wednesday, be right back in denial, right? Like, <laughs> your emotions are all over the place, which is why it is important to slow down, okay? This is why it is crucial, right? It is critical. And specifically, it is critical if you have children, okay? If you have children in the mix, it is DEFCON crisis mode seven that you slow down and that you do your very best in how you engage in this divorce, and who you hire on your team to help you with the process, right? In order to protect those babies, okay? And I'm not talking about protect them from their father who is a monster, right? Because often their father is not a monster, right? Often their father is really a good human being who wants to be a part of their lives, but we as women have a an advantage in the court system, right? And the fact that we have that advantage in the court system, there are lots of women who 100% who take advantage of that for sure. Um, now, I'm, I want to go ahead and confess here that I was not perfect, all right, in the process of my divorce, okay? All of these things that I'm teaching you right now are things that I learned the hard way, okay? I learned them the hard way, right? I made decisions out of fear and anger and sadness and grief and shame, and those decisions did not serve me well, right? And they certainly did not serve my co-parenting relationship with my ex, right? And as we grew, right, as we matured, as we um, you know, found respective footing in our new lives, our new single lives or whatever, right? For me personally, and I can't speak on his behalf, but for me personally, I started to realize that I wasn't proud of the way that I had handled my divorce, right? And I didn't, I wasn't the one that was like, I'm going to take you for everything. But I definitely think I took more than my share initially. And so, um, you know, we came back and we, we remedied that later, right? But I'm going to tell you that you don't want to be a year deep and start feeling guilty about the way that you handled your divorce, okay? Because that's just, that's piling on more emotional, more emotional mess, right? That you don't honestly have time for because we're trying to get you out of grief, right? We're trying to get you to a place of genuine acceptance, of letting go of your ex-spouse, of feeling good about that letting go, right? And more importantly, being able to work with your, your ex-spouse to co-parent beautifully, you know, if there are children involved, um, and to do it in a way where your children feel like they are a part of two families that love the crap out of them, right? And that will both show up for them and that overcame their egos for them, right? Like, that's what we're looking for. Now, I'm going to tell you, that is not the standard picture of divorce, right? The standard picture of divorce is much more aggressive and and hostile, right? And there are people like lawyers and psychotherapists who will take advantage of this, okay? Now, I say psychotherapists because they often will prescribe you into oblivion to help you get into the right headspace, right? To help you be not depressed, to help you be not anxious, to help you be X, Y, and Z, right? Now, here's the deal. I'm not anti-psychotherapist or counselor for that matter. I did use a counselor for a period of time uh, during the middle of my divorce. Um, and for some people, um, I think some sort of mental health professional may be uh, necessary, okay? 
Now, I'm going to tell you that early in the stages of my divorce, um, really before we'd even filed paperwork, we'd really just separated at that point, I absolutely struggled, okay? And there were moments where one would argue I was borderline suicidal, right? And so a mental health professional at that particular point became necessary for me. Now, is it necessary for everybody? No. But in that particular moment, it was necessary for me, at least for a temporary period of time, right? Until I kind of got some footing, okay? Now, there are, like I said, plenty of people, plenty of um, psychologists and so forth, who will prescribe you a ton of medications as a way to cope. Now, I think that there are people who legitimately have anxiety disorders, legitimately have depression. Uh, I myself have anxiety, um, generalized anxiety disorder. Um, and you know, that, that can couple with depression when life is really hitting me hard, right? There are people who have legitimate mental health concerns and there are people who have never had mental health issues in their life. And then when they go through a divorce, all of a sudden they are experiencing severe anxiety. They are experiencing severe depression. And so reaching out to a, you know, mental health professional is a wise move. Okay. So please don't take this as me saying, you know, don't utilize these professionals. But I would encourage you to first try to find someone with regards to like a talk therapy scenario before you go straight to medicine. And the reason that I say that is because sometimes, um, sometimes you can get put on, you know, different types of medicine. And I want to tell you in my experience, I had one in particular, uh, and this wasn't during the divorce, but during a, a different period of time, I got put on some anti-anxiety drugs and uh and they really messed with me okay there was a lot of additional side effects and some of those side effects can honestly be more dangerous right than the continued anxiety okay and so like if you work with me one of the things that i work with you on right is in that in that point of extreme anger grief sadness etc right we work on positive coping mechanisms, right? That are outside of say talk therapy, outside of meds, because obviously I can't prescribe meds. That's not a thing that I do. Um, we work on things that, you know, are going to get you in a space of managing the chemicals in your brain uh, in a more natural way, okay? Now, I'm not gonna tell you that means you've gotta, you know, eat chia seeds or something like that. Like, I, and it's, a, it's very much a custom thing. So if that's something that you wanna work with me on, Feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram. It's KB Empower, or email me. The information's in the in the comments below, right? But if you are somebody who, you know, feels like you need that extra help of a mental health professional, I would tell you go find one, okay? But try to find somebody who their goal is not exclusively to drug you up. Their goal is to help you work through the actual pain, okay? Help you work through the actual pain. And that's why I tend to really recommend um, someone who's going to in incorporate some component of talk therapy. Now, I will say this can be an expensive process. Um, I spent over $5,000 that first year. It was expensive. And that is cheap uh, in, the, in the part of the country that I live in, right? You, those of you who live in like the northeastern areas, right? You may spend way more than that. Um, Granted, there are apps and stuff like that, like uh, I think it's Better Health and stuff like that that make, that make those options a little bit more accessible and affordable. Um, so, with that being said, slow it down, okay? And incorporate team members that you know you are going to need, okay? You may not need a lawyer. 
if you and your, your ex can work in a semi-reasonable fashion, right? If you can come to the table and be a reasonable, level-headed human being, you may not be, need a lawyer, okay? Now, I know a lot of you are saying, right, but he can't. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, I said the same thing about my ex, and it was actually quite the opposite. He was 100% the level-headed person in the situation, and I was not, okay? So, you know, before you assign any kind of blame or assume the worst of your ex, remember that once upon a time, they were a good human being that you loved so much that you agreed to marry them. Yeah. People don't love that one, right? Because they're like, oh, so you're calling me the dummy? Well, not exactly, but sort of, right? Like at the end of the day, we have to take responsibility for our own actions. And we have to take responsibility for the fact that maybe we did pick the wrong partner, right? Maybe we were blinded by chemicals in our brain. Maybe, you know, it wasn't the best decision. Or maybe it was 100% the best decision and you guys changed and grew over the years, right? That happens. Um, you know, I feel like for my ex and myself, we changed a lot in the course of, you know, almost 10 years. Like we were, we were really young when we met, right? And we changed a lot. We grew a lot and we kind of grew in different directions. And that's okay, right? That's okay. That's not something to be angry about. Or, you know, um, at the time, I'll tell you, I did feel a lot of sadness. But it was because he was an important person in my life. He wasn't someone that I just wanted to willingly give up, right? Um, and so I just, I think you have to, you know, slow it down, all right? And, and only hire the team members that you really need, okay? Now, obviously, I'm a divorce coach, and you can certainly reach out to me. I would love to help you, um, you know? And a divorce coach might be a reasonable decision for you to make, right? It might be valuable for you to have somebody who is an unbiased third party who does not make a ton of money by your divorce lasting forever, right? Who... Um, you know, can see the forest for the trees, if you will, right? And is not money motivated. Because I'm going to tell you, the lawyer is money motivated. Not all of them, but most, right? They, If they keep your divorce in court for a long period of time, and you guys keep fighting over that same one piece of property forever, right? They make a crap load of money on retainer. Divorce coaches don't, right? Like, we, we're trying to get you results in a very short period of time. Because if we want to keep you as a client, you need to be able to see progress, right? If you're not seeing progress, you're not going to keep us, right? Unlike a lawyer where you may not see progress for years in that divorce. I know a woman who is still in a divorce case after seven years of being divorced from her husband. Their case is still active, still in the court system right now because of one piece of property that neither one of them will budge on. Do you know how much money they've spent in court fees and lawyer fees in seven years? I doubt the property is even worth that much at this point, right? Like they've both taken on basically a zero ROI on this piece of property because frankly, they're both stubborn, I guess, you know? Like, so all I'm saying is it might be worth it to consider hiring a divorce coach. I'll tell you somebody who I hired that Woo, so important, okay, so important. You need to have a good doctor. And not someone who is like a pill pusher, but someone who is going to be on your case about taking care of yourself and your body. And the reason I say this is because the stress of a divorce manifests in a lot of physical symptoms, often for most people, right? For me, I had the good fortune of having killer stomach ulcers um, I dropped about 20 pounds in a month living on Pepto, 
real talk, my stomach was so messed up. It was terrible. I, I couldn't even look at food without feeling sick. Um, you know, I had migraines. Uh, I had severe insomnia um, that lasted, whew, it was probably about a year of insomnia, um, which I wrote a lot. So it was not the worst case scenario. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it can manifest in a lot of different uh, illnesses and diseases and crazy stuff, right? And so you've got to protect your body, right? Because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything, okay? Let's be honest. When your health goes, the rest of your life kind of follows because it is hard to do anything effectively. It's hard to parent. It is hard to work a career or a job, right? It is hard to do anything when you feel like shit, right? And so I'm going to tell you, I hired a massage therapist right and i had a, a massage therapist who was known for like being so intense right and the first time i showed up my my shoulders were like up here right like i was just so stressed like i was like a ball right and uh and she i i'm i'm gonna tell you in in the spirit of transparency i cried through the entire session <laughs> the very first session i was supposed to show up to for this massage therapy this woman was so kind but something had just happened right before I walked in with my ex at that particular point. And I don't remember what it was. I couldn't even tell you. But it, I was just devastated. And somebody had recommended this woman. They said she had hands like magic. And I was like, I'm in because my neck hurt all the time. My back hurt all the time. And I went and got this first massage. And I'm telling you, I talked to this woman through the little hole in the thing. And I cried my eyes out while she just massaged the crap out of my, my back and my neck because they were so locked up. And, uh, and we did the chiropractic thing too. Like it was like a chiropractic place as well. And man, I walked out of there feeling like a different person. Like it was, it was crazy how tense my body had become because I was just so anxious and so sad i mean to be honest with you i was in tremendous grief you know and so um it is worth it to consider you know a massage therapist to have a really good doctor and again not someone who's just a pill pusher because there's plenty of those okay my one of my best friends is a doctor and she will tell you that there are some doctors who will prescribe a crap load of uh pills and there are some doctors who will tell you you need to get off your ass and go work out right and, you know, and obviously my friend is one of those that leans in the direction of, I will give you a pill if necessary, if you just absolutely are not going to do the work. But most of the time we can solve our own problems by changing our diets and changing our physical activity. Right. And I'm a, you know, I'm a former powerlifting coach, like health and fitness has always been kind of a part of my life. Um, and so, you know, I, when, you know, I coach people for divorce, right. That's always one of the first things that we talk about is what does your health look like right now? Because we have to get that in check. We have to protect that. If your health is toast, the rest of you is toast, right? You cannot even pretend to manage your anxiety when you are eating fast food every 15 minutes and drinking every single night. I'm just saying it is like, and that is, that's a lot of people's coping mechanism, right? Especially single moms, you're going through it. All of a sudden you feel like you have no time, right? All of a sudden you feel like you're responsible for everything. And you could have very well done all the things before, you know, you and your husband split, like taking the kids to the dentist appointments and being off when they're sick and, you know, running them to daycare and stuff like that. But when there is literally no one else who is going to show up and help take care of them, it really changes the dynamic, right? It really changes the game 
um, as a single mom where all of a sudden you realize like, holy crap, I am kind of in this by myself. And so that's another reason that you've really got to get the right boots on the ground, right? You have got to pick out your, your right boots, right? Who, who is your team? Um, and this is true for men as well. So if you're a man and you're watching this, just please know you need to pick out the right team, right? And you also might need, you could potentially be the single uh, parent with the primary custody in your scenario. I do work with, you know, men who find themselves in that situation and are very overwhelmed initially, right? And I'm going to tell you, single moms are the exact same way, right? When you find yourself in that position with primary custody of your child, initially it can feel terrifying, right? It can feel inconvenient. It can feel like the other spouse might have um, gotten left, like let off the hook a little bit, right? And I always try to remind people that if you got primary custody, although there are some inconveniences that come with that, right? And that you're typically going to be the one who's responsible for the doctor's appointments and daycare drop-offs and et cetera, you also got the tremendous privilege of being the person who gets to spend the majority of their time with their kids, right? You talk to anybody who who was a half-assed decent human being and who only gets to see their kid one weekend out of the month. And I'm going to tell you, most of those people will tell you it is heartbreaking. And especially those first couple years, it's literally the most devastating thing you can think of. And, you know, as a single mom, I've, I've never been in that position where I was the person who didn't have access to my son. But I'm going to tell you, when he goes away to the, his dad's for the summer, I always struggle with it, right? Not Now, obviously, it's been several years, and so it's less struggle than it used to be. But there was a period of time where, I mean, I couldn't get out of bed for the first like two, three weeks of summer, right? Like I was that depressed about not having my little ball of energy wandering around my house, you know, because they just, they just create a different space, you know, they just, they bring so much to your life, right? And so, you know, again, this is a scenario where one of your team members might need to be a good babysitter. It might need to be um, a good coworker or friend who also has kids who wouldn't mind once a week, um, you know, giving you uh, a night off where they, they take your kids for a sleepover one night or something like that, you know, and maybe flip back and forth, right? Give them a break too. Um, you know, I'm, the truth is, I'm going to tell you, you know, all moms, I, I don't think I've met a single mom who doesn't feel worn out, stressed out, exhausted, uh, like she's failing, right? Mom guilt is such a, such a pain, right? And, and I'm not going to speak for dads on this behalf because, you know, I don't know. I know the mom guilt is real, right? And so when we decide to take time off away from our babies, we feel like jerks about it, right? And so it might be a good thing to recruit some people in your life who you trust and who you love and who you trust your children with who would be willing to help you out, right? Who may just, you know, even watch your kid while you run into the grocery shopping real fast or whatever, right? Because grocery shopping with like a little bitty one is miserable, right? <laughs> so you've got to get the right people. And, and again, that's why I keep saying, you know, that's why I say I want to divorce the divorce industry because there are so many people who are not on your side, who are not there for you. Right? I'm going to tell you that one of the worst things you can do is take advice from a former divorced person who's still bitter and resentful. Right, Those people are always willing to speak up and give you unsolicited advice when they find out you're going through a divorce, but you will always be able to tell when they are still bitter and resentful. Right, It will still be very obvious because they will talk shit about their exes. They will be, frankly, unpleasant. Right, And, and that's not what you want to create Right, for your child, for your potential future family, right? Like that's not what you want, right? And so 
Um, you know, when you're going through it, it can be very isolating. It can feel like no one understands what you're going through. And then if you run across someone who is divorced and they're like, oh yeah, my ex is such a piece of whatever. Don't take advice from that person. Okay. Because they never healed. All right. That's what that means. They never healed. All right. If they're still bitter and resentful and pissed off, it doesn't matter whether their ex is a terrible person or not. Cause I'm going to tell you, I have met people who were, their exes were full blown, massive, controlling, abusive, drug addict, narcissist. And that, I'm going to tell you those people, like specifically one person I can think of in, my, in mind, she had completely healed from the scenario. She still had to co-parent with this person every single day, even though he still has problems, right? He still has addiction issues. She still, you know, struggles with him on a consistent basis, as, you know, for him to show up and deliver the way he says he's going to. But she does not disrespect him. She does not talk bad about him. Like, she has healed, right? She has moved past the point of feeling like she needs to, you know, slander him. She needs to talk bad about him. Now, does this guy probably deserve all those things? Sure. But she is a mom who, at the end of the day, wants to protect her children. And so creating more division between her children and their father even though their father often is barely hanging on for the purpose of being a decent father, she's decided she's not going to do that, right? She is going to protect her children to the best possible way that she can. Now, she, she'll straight up tell you, if I thought for a second that he was hitting them, hurting them, doing anything that would ultimately put them in danger, I'd go in, right? But she, she is a healed person. So she's not bitter. She's not angry at him. She's not resentful. And she doesn't feel the need to trash him, right? Which we do, right? That's a thing that happens on both sides, right? If you're doing that, stop it, okay? It is not solving any problems for you, right? If your lawyer encourages you to trash your um, partner, that's a good indicator that they're the wrong lawyer for you. Just FYI. If they're like, tell me, what's that son of a... Right? Like... That's a good indicator that that is not the right lawyer for you, okay? If you desperately feel like you need a lawyer, make sure you vet them. Make sure you identify what their priorities are for your case, all right? And again, we need to slow down, okay? As we build our team, we need to concentrate on some other things besides the legal piece. The legal piece doesn't go anywhere, okay? It just, it really doesn't. And for a lot of people, it's kind of slow, right? I, I did talk to somebody the other day who said that they had divorced in like less than six months and the whole thing was online, which I was like, oof, you're so lucky, man. COVID, COVID really cleaned that up a little bit, right? Like, cause that whole going publicly to court and, you know, admitting that your life had fallen into shambles publicly, just, woof, that sucks, right? And so he, he said he didn't even have to go. I was like, man, I'm so jealous. <laughs> but anyway, with that being said, I think we really have to take a hard stance on what our divorces are going to look like and what they're going to mean, specifically for our children, okay? That's my biggest driving factor as a divorce coach is that I don't believe the divorce has to mean poorly adjusted children turning into poorly adjusted adults, right? I, I just don't believe that. I'm sorry. But we create that space for our children, right? So if we show up with a level head, with respect for our ex-spouse, with, you know, an understanding that we're both here for the same reasons, right? It didn't work between us. There were irreconcilable differences. And because of that, we are going to find some sort of mutual agreement here with regards to custody, with regards to child support, with regards to spousal support if that's a part of your thing right 
that ultimately works in the best interest of both of us for our children so that when our children are with one or the other parent their lifestyle doesn't suffer okay now I'm telling you I can go deep on this I can go deep on this all day because I get I hear so um, so many women and men frankly who have been taken advantage of in this process you know specifically men honestly because again there's uh there's such an advantage to being a mom in the court system and it's, it's weird it's like there's really not that many advantages to being a woman in this world but that is definitely one of them right and that plays out with custody spousal support and child support and so sometimes you know women will walk away getting three four or five grand a month who were like stay-at-home moms you know and and that's crazy to me right that's crazy because to me it's like you're telling that guy it's his responsibility to support your life for you know until your children are 18 or however long just because he made the mistake of marrying you like and and people will be like yeah but he cheated okay like so were you perfect right because if you've ever been married you know that there are times where we will treat our spouses worse than any other person on the planet right we will say things to our spouses that we would never say to our best friend to our child to our mother to our grandma right but boy we know exactly what buttons to push and we push them right if you have ever been married you know damn well that you have pushed those buttons at some point you are not perfect and i think this is probably one of the things that you know i work with the most early on with my uh, with my clients because that's when when i believe i'm perfect it fuels my anger right it fuels my rage it fuels my entitlement and my sense of you know belief that i'm owed everything and you know i don't know you know what your life is like but i live in america right where you have the right to go get a job to go fight and apply for jobs that are a crazy amount of money per year or to go start your own business tomorrow or to potentially sit on welfare right like there are options out there right and you make the choice and to me it's infinitely more important that my child sees me stepping up to the plate than living off of money that his dad sends me to take care of him right because again that money is for my son it's not for me and too often Ooh, I'm getting I'm going I'm going in right now I'm going in I'm sorry guys but the, the truth is when you're pissed off and you're angry you think that money is owed to you and that money is not owed to you okay you can go get a job you can go get a job unless you are like severely disabled in which case you should qualify for disability you should qualify for additional services through your state or through federal programs right generally speaking People get pissed, specifically women. This happens a lot with women. I have to talk a lot of women off the edge. And they go for his guts, right? Like, I'm going to make this fool pay the rest of his life. Why? Have you never done anything that you regretted so deeply you would do anything to take it back? Like, if someone punished you for that deed daily for the rest of your life, would that make you feel like shit? Do you think that would be fair, right? Don't we all make mistakes? I think that's, that's one of the things that I constantly have to remind people is like, we are not perfect, right? We have all screwed up at some point or another and we do not want to be punished daily for the rest of our lives because of a mistake. We don't want to. 
right? And you are not God, judge, jury, right? So you don't get to decide that for somebody else, for some other human being, right? We're all doing the best we can with what we have. Now, does that mean sometimes we screw up? For sure. Does that mean that sometimes we do things that we don't even, we didn't even know we were capable of doing and we completely regret it? Absolutely. But just because you were married to somebody does not give you permission or the right to try and punish that person the rest of their lives. And women are the worst at doing this. Either going for his bank account, right? And or using the children as tools, which is the lowest form of humanity in my opinion, right? If you are going to use your child as a manipulative weapon against your ex, I, I honestly, I, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Because at the end of the day, you're putting yourself and your pride and your entitlement above the well-being of your children. And that, in my opinion, is like, no. Like, no. Okay? And I know I'm feisty as hell right now. But, like, that upsets me so much. Because at the end of the day, our divorces have to be about how do we help these children move forward? How do we keep them from repeating our mistake? How do we help them know that what mommy and daddy had, right? We, it was something at one point and it changed and that's okay. And we're going to work together to still provide you the best possible lives we can, right? That's what it has to be about. And if you're doing anything less than that, if you're one of those people that I just referenced, right? You got to get your shit together, okay? And feel free to reach out to me, right? Feel free to reach out to me. Um, and, you know, and I'll be happy to talk this through with you, right? And we could identify some new positive coping mechanisms to help you deal with that anger and that resentment. And I'm going to tell you, again, I was not perfect in my marriage, okay? There was a moment where I was the lowest version of a human being that I could have possibly been. No question. So please know that this is not a place of judgment at this point. This is a place of, of wisdom and understanding and knowing that we can do better, right? We can do better as a society when it comes to divorce. And right now, this is like the only time in history that more people are divorcing than staying together, right? The single parent household is becoming more common than a two parent household. Do you know what that means? That means in 25, 30 years, there's going to be more kids, more people who are grown adults who, who lived in single parent homes than two parent homes. Now, with the way that we have previously managed divorce, that could really, that could really cause problems, right? If we have this entire generation of kids who don't know what it looks like to be a grown-up, to be an adult, to be mature, to override your own ego to do the very best thing you possibly can for your kids. If it's an entire generation of kids whose parents use them as tools in their grand scheme and agenda to get back at their ex that they're pissed off at. Can you imagine what the implications will be in society in 20 years if we don't get our shit together? That's why, that's why I'm a divorce coach, right? That's why I'm a divorce coach. It's not, it's not for the single mom, even though I'm going to tell you I have tremendous respect for single moms and single dads, right? It's, it's not easy being either. But it's for the kids, right? It's for the kids. Because if we can't show up and be mature people, like mature adults, we set them up for failure. 
we help them create limiting beliefs at early ages that will hold them back the rest of their lives. And I don't know about you, but I know damn well my baby deserves better than that. And I'm pretty sure if you're any kind of mama bear, whether you have messed up already, whether you're going to continue to mess up, whether you have been a complete a-hole and maybe you fought for some shit in your divorce that you don't really need at this point and you're realizing that, you can always put the pieces back together, guys. You can always fix what you broke. But it starts with being mature. It starts with owning your shit, right? And if you've got one of those lawyers on the hook right now who is driving hatred and discord and like, oh, you know what we could get him for? You need to fire that. Fire them. Because they're not moving you in the right direction. They're not moving you in the direction of having well-adjusted kids. They're moving you in the direction of having a shitty co-parenting relationship and then having a fight with your ex for the next however long until your kids turn 18. That is no way to live. It's just not. So, I apologize I got so feisty. I wasn't exactly planning on that, but... The truth is the truth. Like, I'm sorry. And, and, you know, if anybody feels like I'm completely off base here, that, you know, you're totally justified to stick it to them, you need to check your maturity and your ego. Period. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I just don't, I don't even know how you would potentially argue that scenario, right? If it's not the absolute best behavior for what your, your kids need to exhibit, what your kids need to experience, it's just, it's so easy, you know, it's so easy in the sense of like, it's so black and white, you know, like you're either doing the best for your kids or you're not, right? And part of that is checking our ego. Part of that is paying attention to how we treat our ex. Even when your ex is a jerk, which if you want to learn more about that, feel free to reach out to me again. I'd be happy to help you with that. All right, guys, I 100% went on a tangent today, but Again, this is Kick-Ass Divorce Recovery, the podcast, and this is our first live video. It's probably going to get better, obviously, because this, you know, is a little bit grainy. But um, with that being said, identify your team, man. Identify your team, and let's divorce the divorce industry, because our children deserve better. Our children deserve better than what the divorce industry is about right now. Because it is gross. I'm going to tell you, there's plenty of pandering. Oh, my God, I haven't even started on Facebook groups. Lord Jesus, go to a support group. It's just a bunch of people making bad decisions and bad behavior and telling each other that it's okay. It's okay that you called your ex a blah, blah, blah in front of your children. It's totally okay that you acted that way. It's totally okay that you raised hands against your ex. It's totally okay that you talk shit about his girlfriend endlessly and mercilessly in front of your children get better people come on like that's terrible like we got to do better and you know what if you are looking for a badass support group for you know uh for divorce for overcoming divorce holler at me i've got a great one i'll, I'll make sure the uh information is in the comments below it's called kick-ass divorce recovery and yeah because i'm you know super clever with all of the naming right and it's a facebook group and it is only women, and I'm, I'm looking at opening up one for men, but it's only women who are trying to be better and do better for their kids. So if you're not in that space of wanting to be better and do better for your kids and you need to come learn from people who are killing it, it's a great group for you. But I will tell you, 
we don't do any of that like it's okay you can act however you want and it's all right like we don't do that we do not do the pandering and the victimhood and like people will jump all over you if you are weak in that group if you are still pandering to your ego and your emotions like they will they will and i'm gonna tell you i'm really proud of that because you know again there are hundreds of facebook groups and support groups and they just sit and they whine about how life has beaten them down. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going to get that in kick-ass divorce uh, recovery. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, in that Facebook group, everybody is coming for their best lives and for their children's best lives. And that's the only way they see it, right? Like, that we are coming for that. And if that means that I got to suck it up every once in a while and break my back being the bigger person with my ex, then that's what I'm going to do, right? And I'm going to tell you, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch it in action. Because we don't believe in victimhood in that group, right? I don't believe in victimhood as a coach, right? That's the first thing we work on is me taking you out of that space of feeling sorry for yourself and taking you to a space where you learn, I 100% have control of my life, right? The world I'm living in right now is the consequences I'm serving for the decisions I made three months, three years ago, three weeks ago, right? And once we get to that place, whew, the world changes, I'm going to tell you. The world changes when you take responsibility for how you show up in the world. When you take responsibility and ownership for the loss of your marriage, for what that means for your children. I mean, it's huge. So anyway, if you want to work with me, feel free to reach out to me. Again, I'll have some links in the comments below. Um, this was a little bit of a longer one than I was planning on. But yeah, I hope you guys have a beautiful week and I will see you soon.